Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth Podcast. I'm Jack Smith. I'm Shrikar Rajendran. And I'm Anish Gupta. We got a lot of stuff on tap for you guys uh, this week. It was a little bit of a return to normalcy. We got some 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 good games. We got some teams returning back to form. Cough, cough, Kansas City. We've got some teams that absolutely blew it. Cough, cough, Tampa Bay. But before we get into everything that we're going to talk about, fellas, how's it going? And how was your football weekend? This is Wait, Jack, you were, you were coughing. Did you fake a vaccination card or? Nah, I'm, I'm not. Okay, okay. I'm not. I'm not Antonio Brown. You're not Antonio Brown. He's back I'm, in the news again. Yeah, you uh, can't. Okay, escape well, it. football weekend quick updates because we want to go quick. Um, mine was bad. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say, yeah, 45 unanswered. I missed half of my brother's playoff football game for that. So, yeah. Did your brother win? Yes. Hey, uh, so he. Like, I mean, Browns. I think you guys are just missing Odell. Is hey, that he, he scored three touchdowns, so at least I'm happy. Baby. There, but gosh, yeah, if they had Odell, like the Browns would be crazy if they had Odell. Mm-hmm. My football don't. week was great. I'll keep it short as well. Great football week. Back in oh, the top. Don't of picks. don't get me. Don't even mention Kyle Shanahan beat McVay once again. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It was a great football week, man. Well, and yeah, and Debo killed it. I mean, folks. Oh, yeah. No, oh, don't even don't oh, even take I've been on Debo for so long. I've been trying to convince no. these two, especially in oh, each. Is, like, is, is DK better now? Debo, is, give me. Is, is it is it really DK over Debo still? Hey, well, yeah, someone you know what? D- DK won last year. Debo's won this year. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes next year. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll just I mean, have Debo. To you guys to get on this Debo train for such a long time. <laughs> Okay. I think it's a should, good train to be on. I think we should focus a little bit more on, on that Browns loss, though, Nish. I want to hear more about, you know, how demoralizing it was and just, you know, how many points they lost by. I think that was kind of the, the part that we wanted to focus on. Yeah. So can we get into my takeaway? Let's, go, let's hit it. Right yeah. into it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I'm going first this time. And um, okay. Well, my takeaway is kind of involving two teams, and it's that Jalen Hurts has been more of a franchise quarterback than Baker Mayfield has been in 2021. Now, I think that's a pretty bold statement to say. And, you know, you could be like, okay, Anish is just overreacting like he always does after the Browns lose one. But I'm full in on this take. I like, you know, I've, I can't tell you how many like videos I watch every day, just see what the media says on Baker, hoping there's a change. And it's just the same opinions. It's the same people saying the same stuff. And now it's been it's been out there, right? Now I think it's the narrative of him not being a franchise guy has been it's been spurting out, right? I feel like each week it's different. Last week when he beat Cincinnati, the whole thing was like free Baker, and now it's like you know Baker's this. And I'm I'm tired of tired of this back and forth. And like you know, my whole notion with Baker is that you know he will always be my favorite Browns quarterback just of what I've seen, because, you know, he did something that no, no Browns QB has done in a very long time. And we know what he's done, but I think I saw something, you know, that someone said, and I'm going to kind of rephrase into my own thing, right? Cleveland has been a, such a laughing stock that they've been fine with what Baker's been doing. And Baker hasn't done anything, you know, overly sensational. And I think Cleveland's been so, you know, not spoil like spoiling the opposite direction. They've been just ridiculed by bad QB play. They've been satisfied with what Baker is doing. But if you're really a championship contender, you can't settle for, I hate to say it, but you can't settle for average. And that's what Baker kind of is, right? You can't settle for that. So, you know, but a lot of Cleveland guys are just, they're kind of okay with, you know, because again, small market team, they have never been the face of the NFL. They're okay with quote unquote mediocrity. That's why they always defend Baker. It's kind of the same with Vikings and Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins isn't going to win you a Super Bowl, but 
it's kind of, you know, you just defend them and you find these little itty bitty stats to kind of make Kirk Cousins, you know, glorified. Um, but, you know, for Jalen Hurts to kind of flip it up, I mean, this dude has won, you know, the last two games and looked really impressive in both of them, right? We saw what they did on the Lions, which, okay, fine, it's the Lions. But what they did to, um, what do you call it, Denver last week was really impressive. I mean, you're talking about a team on the road. We all talk about that mile higher. I do especially, right? To travel across country and get that win, I think it's huge. And this is a team with some very winnable games and they could have a winning season and potentially make it to the playoffs. So interested to hear what you guys have to say, but I, I'm going to say it also right now and you can clip me. I'm officially out on Baker Mayfield. I think it'd be really easy for me to respond back with a, uh, you know, it's easy to look like a franchise quarterback when your team is running the ball at the most efficient rate over the last like calendar month. And they consistently run the ball like 40 times and only throw 11 passes. But the sad part is, you can go to a lot of a lot of games that I would applaud Baker Mayfield on and you can kind of say the exact same thing. So that kind of wipes that argument just out of the picture because both of these quarterbacks, when they play well, they tend to benefit from a, you know, a great offensive line, teams that run the ball really, really well um, and coaching decisions, prioritizing the run. You, you told me this takeaway a couple days ago and I tried to poke a hole in it. And honestly, I, I, I just... I think I agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts has looked like more of a franchise quarterback than Baker Mayfield this year. I really did not expect to see that. Um, I, I texted you guys the other day. Baker Mayfield has legitimately regressed, and he is still a young quarterback. You, you really don't see that. Uh, normally, you start talking about regression. It's towards the end of a career. Um, obviously, we don't know what the future holds for Baker Mayfield, but he is still a young quarterback. He's supposed to be growing, getting better every year. Um, and it's it's his career has been a really weird roller coaster. He you could say he regressed after his, uh, his rookie year as well. And then eventually picked it up in his third year. But right now it's looking like some of the worst football we've ever seen him play in the NFL. Hard to explain. Um, and yeah, well, that, I mean, how much, well, before Shrikar, and maybe Shrikar can add to his opinion on this too. Maybe another question you can answer. How much would you put on the injuries? Right. Cause I think that's, oh, so, there's, I mean, there's, okay. got a, there's a I lot put a, on the injury. I know there's a, there's a lot. I, I, I have something to say about that though. Yeah. Here's the thing. I applaud Baker for being out there. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of credit to him. Like, he's a warrior for that. He's so tough. But here's the thing. Once you are out there on the field, I am not taking injuries into account. I'm not using that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. If you, And also because Baker is telling himself, he's telling the media, I want to play. I want to play. When you're out there, I expect you to play and not underwhelm. Yep. And I, I get it. I give him credit for being out there. And, you know, it's a tough thing to do. But if you're out there, you're playing, and I'm evaluating you like the other quarterback on the field, and I'm evaluating – it's just – you're there. You're playing. So I got to evaluate you like it is. I can't take injuries you know, into account that heavily. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think with Hurts, there's definitely something there. There's I can't really put my finger on it, but there's he has that sort of it factor. The Eagles have three first-round picks this year. They're set up very well. They could build around Hurts, and you know he really could be that franchise guy. Baker's situation, no way I'm paying him 40 mil a year. Absolutely no way. If, I, if I'm the Browns, and I asked Anish about this, I think yesterday, if they have the capital to go after an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, I'd look into it. I'd do my due diligence. I'd call, see yeah. if I can, I'd see if you can ha have that happen. If you can't do that, though, I'd use, your fifth, I'd use Baker's fifth-year option to your advantage because mm -hmm. it's sitting there, let him play through it, 
it'll be kind of like a prove it sort of thing because once again, Baker is the guy who brought this franchise out of the dumps. You can't disrespect him by just letting him walk. It just doesn't work that way in the NFL, even with how the market is kind of shift. But if I'm the Browns, I use that fifth year option and say, Hey Baker, we still need to see it from you from another year, but we're still in on you. We're not completely out. We can't, you know, shatter his confidence or anything, but we still need to see you, you know, perform at a franchise QB level, but we still believe in you. That fifth year option still makes it so that they still have faith in them. So I think that's where I'd go with that Baker situation, but with Hertz, I, I think there's really something there and I can't wait to see what happens in the future with this, with this Eagles team and what Howie Roseman wants to do. Telling you Nick Sirianni, yeah. he's a good, I'm telling you, he's, he's been finally better than getting I thought. that run game going. Telling you, I watched offensive the line's been a over the help in that. I mean, their their health has been just totally helped them. To your point about Baker Shrikar, I I definitely agree that the, the fifth year option does sound like a, a pretty good path to take if those calls don't work out for another quarterback. And also, the Browns have proven they can still win games without Baker Mayfield playing at he he can play at an average level. The problem is when he when he plays at a below average level, which happens decision making wise. Which is why another reason why, you know, you can't really use the injury excuse because injuring your labrum doesn't really have much effect on your decisions to throw the ball uh, in, in tight windows that just aren't there and to make bad decisions and make, I've said it throughout the season too. If you're not healthy enough to play, don't, don't push play. it. Yep. Stay healthy. I, I want to say like two things for that. One, I think, I think like you're right on the fifth year because he's going to get surgery on it in the off season and he'll come back. Like it's not on his throwing shoulder. So that's, that's fine. Like, for example, again, I think I sent you guys the video, right? There's mm-hmm. a video someone put out. I believe it's by KTO. And uh, he made he's a Browns fan, too. But he made a really, really technically well, uh, you know, made video on the similarities between Baker and Drew Brees. Now, I'm not saying Baker is Drew Brees. I'm not saying he's going to be Drew Brees. They've had very similar starts to their career, though, right? They come into a bad team. Chargers were 1-15. Browns were 0-16. Again, third year, they made the playoffs. Fourth year, they injure their shoulder. I mean, like, you know, second year, they regress from their great rookie year. I mean, it's it's crazy similarities. I'm not, I'm not going to steal all this stuff because I thought it was amazing what I learned from that video. But again, right. Like, you know, after Drew had that surgery, right. Albeit it was with another team where he took off, right. Baker's still like, you know, 26. So he's got time. Uh, Quarterbacks are lasting longer and longer in this league. So, you know, let's see how it is 50 year, I guess, right. Maybe this year is just kind of a lost season because of the injury. We don't know how much it's affecting him because he's still playing, but I would say this, I think right now, as of right now, I think case Keenum gives you a better chance to win than Baker. I I, like, look, look at all the injuries like on the report, right? (laughs) Sore foot, uh, knee contusion, torn labrum, fractured shoulder, or I think it's cracked shoulder. I mean, like what, like you're playing with four, four different injuries all on top of that. You're still trying to play. Kudos to you. Again, I have loved this guy. He gives, he gives me hope every week. I don't care what it is. I just, I don't get it. Like he, oh, I don't like no matter what, even if he, you know, craps the bed the week before I just always have some ounce of hope with this guy. And I think that's the greatest gift he's given Browns fans. So, you know, sentiment, there's a lot of sentiment there, especially with this topic, but I think those are my two points about bake. And for Jalen hurts, again, a guy that we did the whole stock up, stock down, right? I believe you guys had stock down. I had stock up. Um, Again, I think it's rising him and Sirianni. Good combo running game has been getting going, right? Remember we were talking about it, right? We were like, just give Sanders a damn ball. And now they're giving it to guys like Jordan Howard um, and Boston Scott, which, Hey, okay. If it works, it works. Uh, But you know, this is a dangerous team, easy schedule. That's kind of how I look at it. And again, Jalen Hurts has had those flashes, those moments where I'm like, wow, he's been able to lead this team. And I can see where you're coming from, but, but with being out on Baker, because 
if I was to compare his situation to say, and this is not a direct QB to QB comparison, but say if I wanted to compare him to like Trevor Lawrence's situation in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is not good right now, but he needs like an actual NFL team around him. Look at what Baker has as a young QB. I mean, it's everything you could want. Great head coach, great offensive line, two amazing running backs. You got Landry Higgins. (laughs) Yeah. Three with the Ernest Johnson now. I mean, he, he's got everything there. He's got great tight ends, too, and Hooper and Njoku. It's, I, and I've said this throughout the whole season. He's had the opportunities, you know, to really prove that he's that franchise guy. He's had big moments before, and he just hasn't capitalized. He hasn't shown me that he can perform in those big moments, which is why throughout this season, even throughout part of the offseason, I was concerned that, you know, he may not be the franchise guy because what will he do in January when he's faced with these big moments? I think Shrek and I are still saying, it. no, he can't win you those late situations. I'm standing by it. I'll ask you the final question anything. to end the takeaway, though. Do you guys think the Browns are still a playoff team? Do you think they will make it as of right knowing, now? Knowing the state of the AFC, I would, stay, I would say they're in the mix. If I had to say, you know, are they going to make the playoff? I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say no. It's because there's still there's so many teams on the rise right now. And the Browns just seem to be, you know, it looked like they were on an uptick right now, but this past week getting pummeled like that against New England. Yeah. What does that do for confidence? What does that do in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. I and think, I think the way stiff or actually I'll let Jack go first. You want to give an answer? I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna make you happy. I think you know, you've been looking for this from me all season. I'm gonna say no. I I don't think the Browns make the yes! playoffs. Finally, Jack is out. Okay, good. Now we can tear it up, but I will say this kind of like how I said with the chiefs, I'll kind of end it off on this because well, Kevin Stefanski said something that's really cool. And I think every team should look at it like this. The season is not one long marathon. It's 17 different sprints. I thought that was such a really cool way to look at it because it's each game because the Browns have had these really bad losses like last year too, 38 to seven, 38 to six, but they, 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 what matters is the record, right? So you can lose one game, hundred to six, right? But if you win more games than you lose, it's all that matters in the end. So it's, you know, that's the true numbers that count. So I will say that. And then also I think they have to win one against Baltimore. If they get swept, it's done. I think. That's yeah. yeah. And I, no, so I 100%, 100% agree with the KS in this case, because I'd argue that the NFL is more of a sprint than a marathon because it's all about positioning early. Once you get in positioning early, you know, it just sets up the rest of your slate. But I think, I think you guys may disagree. You guys may agree. I think Kevin Stefanski is a top five head coach right now. I you can think what you want about that. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'd, I'd have to sit that. down, like He's relook at, at the list. five for me as a play caller in the NFL. He is in my top five. And yeah, you guys I will say that after this week, but I, I feel like on a whole, I, I, might agree. St- I still think so. I think there's something there with Stefanski that I really like, and it's ever since that hire, I was a huge fan of the hire, um, and I was especially looking at it from you know Baker's perspective from his development. I thought it'd be perfect for him. I think it's more on Baker than, you know, the head coach. I know some people are blaming Stefanski, and I think that's – no, you can't blame him because the running game, his bread and butter, is still doing really well. Like, this is a run-first offense executed really well, almost to the best of any team. And I, in my opinion, that makes him top five. It's just as a play caller, I put him right at that five slot. Could be even four. But he is definitively in that top five for me. I think I agree. Do you want to get into your takeaway? Yeah. Um, sure. Let's do it. Let's move to the AFC West. Let's move to Kansas city. Um, they pummeled the Raiders. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a great game, 406 yards. Was it five touchdowns? Was that the count? Yep. Vintage Mahomes game right there. 
But I think the bigger story is actually, you know, the revival of the Chiefs defense. Because over the past five weeks, they've only let up 15 points a game. And I know, you know, the teams they face, not very good. You Packers without Rodgers, you got the Giants, you got teams in that kind of range. But still, that is a big step. They were ranking, you know, either near or last or toward the bottom in every single defensive category. Jack listed them all out in one episode. We were mind blown. Like, that is a historically bad defense. But now, like, something has just, you know, turned a corner. They've been getting a lot of better individual contributions. Chris Jones has been doing a lot better ever since they moved him back. Frank Clark has been doing a lot better. Um, The secondary is still uh, a little bit shaky, but it's been playing better. As a defense, they've just been looking a lot more cohesive, and I think that is huge as they go in, you know, to this next stretch. But I think a lot of people are going to talk about Mahomes and his vintage performance, how he's back. But I think all of us expected him to find himself at some point this year because there's no way Mahomes could go this long, you know, with that talent. There's no way he could have gone this long without eventually, you know, starting to get a little bit of juice back. But I think the story isn't Mahomes being Mahomes. And I think it's the defense, you know, coming back toward, I guess, league average, but I guess coming (laughs) back toward being above average um, in by Kansas city standards. And if they can get that level of the play from the defense, Mahomes will do his thing on offense. The Kansas city chiefs offense will be running with Reed and the If they can get at least average defense, I think this is still, you know, a potential Super Bowl contender. I, I still think so because all they really need, all they needed from that defense in 2019, they played above average and they played really well throughout that stretch. But I think if they just get average play, I'll say above average, I won't go that low. I think they could really be serious threats once again. I, I don't remember exactly what episode I said this in, but Spagnolo defenses, Steve Spagnolo, they have a tendency to just be absolutely terrible to start off a season, but he almost always figures something out that saves them. Um, going to have to go back and like watch the game specifically to see exactly what it is he's been doing differently. Um, but the chiefs defenses always, they almost always have two different looks throughout the year. They've got the, the time where they look like the worst defense in football uh, for a significant chunk of the year. Um, and then they've got the, the, the period where they figure it out and they're actually a, a solid above average defense. And for these last couple of games, I know they haven't been against the best competition, but they've started to look like that. Um, and I think it's a big test this week against Dallas. I'm not going to say the defense is fully back yet because we, this is a, it looks like a different chiefs team this year than we've seen in past years. Um, and one week isn't going to get them off of that hook. Uh, but coming into next week, we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea about whether this resurgence um, is for good. And if it is, I mean, this chiefs team, they probably vault all the way back up to being your Super Bowl favorite in the AFC once again, because the offense clicked and the defense clicked and it was, it was really fun to watch. And uh, football is better. I think when Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs are playing well. And so I really enjoyed watching it. Um, and I do hope that they get back to the playoffs because like Anish mentioned, uh, the other day and another episode, no one wants to play the chiefs. I mean, the chiefs in the playoffs, they're still an absolute force. Um, and I know we all want to see that force succeed. It's just going to take one more week before I can fully, fully say they're back. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of defended them a little bit more than, you know, you guys throughout this little slump, but what I would say is remember I said back a few weeks ago that they needed to win that four game stretch, all four, right. Or to go three and one. Yeah. 
yes, they've caught breaks. They've they've definitely caught breaks. Very, the Raiders, very all large the, breaks. All the turmoil the Raiders have dealt with, the Packers with Rodgers. And as a guy who, you know, again, the Browns have just lost to the Chiefs and they don't have tiebreaker with them. It really makes me mad. That's just unfortunate. But no, look, I, I I said this right. They Any team can just get hot at the end. The Chiefs were six and four the year they won the Super Bowl. Uh, albeit Mahomes got hurt for a couple games, but they won their final six. They won their final three in the playoffs. So they finished on a nine and zero run, you know, same with the Bucks and, last year, if I remember correctly, I think they were six and four. Yeah. So or the Bucks were seven and five, seven and five, seven and five. Yeah. Seven and five. And then they uh, went one out. So look, it, it's, it's all about getting out at the right time. And I heard uh, Skip Bayless said this too. It's not about whom you play. It's when you play them. So, right. Like if the Browns had played the Pats week one, I think they would have beaten them versus playing them now when they're, you know, winning straight. And now the chiefs have found something, but I will say this as Jack mentioned, right. To wait a game, they did play a Raiders team. That's just been an utter chaos interim head coach against Andy Reed, right? Like, you know, John Gruden was their play caller too. So you lose that against a guy who's just an offensive genius. So, you know, there's stuff like that. And obviously you knew, you know, after the game, one of us was going to have this takeaway. Everyone's talking about it. Are the chiefs back? They did their whole chiefs thing. Where was this game? It's finally here. It's so, I mean, you know, it was bound to happen. And what I'll say again, especially about the defense is they've had their moments. I think they've, you know, they're finding ways to take the ball away, which they did, you know, against the Raiders last week. Uh, but I think, I think this Dallas game will be a real test as Jack mentioned. And I want to see for, you know, the chiefs offense as well, right? How, how will this, you know, momentum wise, cause now you've gotten through your, your shaky st- stretch, right? And this is where we want to see, right? Can you vault yourself back up? Because the AFC is completely open. There's no team, right. That we can really say is number one. Like I want to, I want to say the tight, like, I, like as of right I now, guess. I think I've kept Titans. the chiefs. I've kept, I've kept the chiefs top three in the AFC throughout the entire year. But I think right now my rankings would be one Tennessee, two Kansas City, and three New England. I, I think that's my ranking right now. So, uh, you know, I, I think Kansas City is still up there. And as Shrikar mentioned with the defense, you know, the 15 points a game type of thing. I think it's, you know, they're bound to forget their footing. But I will also agree with Jack that it's just – it's little stretches, right? It's this one game, you know, that's why I'm saying 17 different sprints, right? So let's see how they do against the next one and then the next one. If you can build momentum, how will you do – you know, in the playoffs, but I will say this and I'll end my takeaway on this. I think the chiefs have shown you once again, why they are the team that you in the AFC, you should fear the most heading into January. If they yeah. enter as a wild card team, there is no team in the AFC that wants to play them. Hundred, It's going to be crazy. It's gonna, the, the AFC divisional rounds are going to be crazy because you're going to get either new England or Buffalo as a wild card team. And there's a chance you get Kansas city as a wild card team as well. It's like, who if they're coming into a, to an opposing stadium, like they might be, they legitimately might be favorites. Like I would, are I we would, even con- like, look, are we even confident who's going to be in the divisional round? No, if, like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> forget, forget AFC. We oh, have half the season left. Like, like, see, that's what, no, but like, okay. In the end, I'm, I'm pretty confident. We're going to see f- f- like, you know, I'm pretty confident that the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, the Cardinals, and I'm forgetting Cowboys. Four of those teams will probably be in the divisional round, like 99% sure. The AFC, I have no clue. Any team could lose, right? Obviously, one's going to get the bye, and I think Tennessee will, so okay, fine. But other than that... The AFC is to a point I don't even know who's going to make the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know who's going to win a game in the playoffs. 500 or better with, what, eight games left? 
It's chaos. It's it's very chaotic. I mean, all the spots are for grabs in the AFC. You're right. I think the NFC has less spots available, uh, which I'm going to get into in a couple of minutes in my takeaway. Yeah, go ahead. NFC, you're kind of fighting for like the six and seven seed. But AFC, I mean, all the there are three. I would say all three divisions, other outside of the AFC South, are all wide open. Yeah, two through seven is wide open. Yeah, yep. I definitely. I think agree. one. I think I still think Tennessee. Tennessee's probably going to stick just because their schedule, honestly. Like, but I, I, right now, I, I don't. I'm not sure how confident I am in them going and winning a Super Bowl. And after Thanksgiving, that's when we really see, you know, the contenders and pretenders. Hey, all the guys that said out. that Dak is, you know, way better than Ryan Tannehill. Just saying right now, he's got his team pretty looking pretty good. Dak has Dak been way better. better than Ryan Tannehill. Dak is, he has <laughs> been. He has been. Not, I said yeah. that. I said Dak would pass him, but. Don't count out Ryan Tannehill in January. All I'm saying. We'll see. We'll see. see. We talked about it a lot last week. Uh, getting into my takeaway, uh, like I mentioned, it's about that NFC playoff race. I think, and this is still a little bit of a tentative thought. I've been going back and forth on it. But if I had to put money on it, I think the Seahawks playoff chances are done. I think losing last week to the Packers, getting shut out, um, falling all the way down, another three and six, which is third to last in the NFC playoff race. I just feel like with the remaining games that they have left um, and, and just the state of the team right now, the best case scenario, I, I, I just don't think it will be enough to get back into the playoffs. Like I mentioned before, the, the top five seeds, I think, in the NFC are completely solidified. And so you're competing for the last two with a combination of these teams, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, Philly, San Francisco, Minnesota. Anish, you can throw in the New York Giants if you want. I don't think they have a chance. They're bad. Um, uh, let me have my Daniel Jones. All of those teams that I mentioned are above the Seahawks already. And the Seahawks play the Cardinals twice. They play Washington. They play San Francisco. They play the Rams. And they, they're going to get some wins against the Texans, Bears, and the Lions. But across that stretch of eight games, I think best case, the Seahawks win five. I think you, you win two or three of Texans, Bears, Lions. I'll spoil my picks. I know this is pretty ironic considering what I'm saying right now. I've got the Seahawks beating the Cardinals this week because I, f- I feel like they're going to split uh, one of them and most likely they're going to win at home. So I, I it's, a, it's a toss-up against San Francisco. Those teams normally split. I mean, Shrikar, you know it best. They, they almost always... They don't normally split. Seahawks, Seahawks usually... You recently, the last five recently, years, it's been Seattle, Don. Ho- I think the Hawks are going to win that game, actually. In Seattle, too. I don't know. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better about the Niners than I have in, in recent weeks. I don't think the Seahawks Fair. have enough uh, firepower to beat the Rams. I just don't think that they get it done. And Washington, I feel like walking into that game, if you put them on a on a neutral playing field right now, it would be a toss up. So I feel like best case scenario, you spot the Seahawks five wins. That gets them to uh, eight and nine. I don't think uh, that's enough to make the NFC playoffs. I really don't. And even if you give them six, nine and eight, I just feel like. I don't, I don't think that's enough. What? Nine and eight could get you in. Nine, nine and eight and could get you in. Look, that's going six and two. You think the Seahawks are a six and two team for the rest of the year? Here's the thing. If there's one thing I've learned as a Niners fan for all my life, I'm going to say you too, never, yeah. you never count out Russell Wilson. Exactly. I know that. And but, that is why I'm never going to say until it is mathematically not a possibility that the Seahawks, <laughs> the Seahawks are always going to be in that mix. I They're in the mix. I just Russ don't think back. I don't think it's possible, or it's possible. I don't think it's, possible. Don't think it's probable. Look, the, I agree with Trigar. Look, here's what I'll say. Right, I just 
I'm a Russ guy. Look, this dude again. I think I we said I said it before we recorded, right? I think he's one of the three most valuable players in football. And look, I know this was the first, by the way, first time he got shut out. I think ever in his career. Yep. Yep. Uh, against That's crazy. Day, so. It was it was a terrible game, but I mean, come on, he rushed his injury so far ahead. It's not even. That's close. the thing, but like, see, you're gonna get an injured Russell Wilson. That's something yeah. we've never seen, and I want to make it completely clear, That's, complete see, clarification. Is... I, I've been a Seahawks guy for a really long time. I've been a huge believer. Russ, one of my favorite players in the league. I every year, uh, especially last year, I had them winning the division over the Niners, and I just I want to make it clear. I, I really like Seahawks. I just feel like. And maybe it's just a gut feeling. And in a couple of weeks, I could be proven wrong if they end up going six and two over the stretch. I feel like best case scenario with the way that we have seen the NFL play out this year, there's no such thing as a guaranteed win. Teams are they're not going to go at that high clip winning a bunch of games. It's going to be a lot more in the middle, even matchups. I think they go five and three at best. Probably going to assume they go four and four um, because we, we can't forget the, the type of football we've seen the Seahawks play this year. It just hasn't been their same brand of football. I'm- I'm just hoping Russ, this is just Russ shaking the rust off. I hope. Because look, they, here's what I'll say, right? I think people are, remember, the Seahawks were the cream of the crop in the NFC for the last, what, five, six years? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Sorry, more than that. Sorry, eight years. Maybe the whole decade. Very yeah, long. Whole decade. Time. I think teams are looking at them now and saying, like, hey, they're not that, that, those, that team anymore. Like, we can beat them, right? Like, I feel like that's what teams are kind of, you know what I'm, I think the morale around the Seahawks is that, they are beatable and we can go in there. They're not the same, you know, juggernaut NFC team that we once thought they were. I think that's kind of the notion that that is kind of appearing, right? Because no matter what, all the defensive struggles, all the injuries, all the players that are just not that good, all the whiff draft picks, everyone always has them in their Super Bowl bubble every single year, right? Like you may look at this team. It's not even that they have, you know, they're very top heavy. They don't have depth, but they're always in the hunt. They're always in your little Super Bowl bubble. But again, right? Like you said, like I'm kind of trying to say that, they're, they look very vulnerable, and I'll agree with you, Jack. I think it's going to be a really, really sharp uphill climb. But I will also agree with Shrikar and say if there's anyone who can do it, it's that guy. It's Russell Wilson, number three. But if I were to bank on it and if I were to bet, this would again, this is the first time I'm in the last, what, eight years that I'm going to bet on Seattle not making the playoffs. Real quick, let's, let's look at it. Arizona, I could see them potentially winning. Washington, I have them winning. Niners, I have them winning. Houston, they'll win. Rams, they could pull off an upset there in LA. They could. It's a divisional game. Chicago's winnable. Detroit's winnable. Arizona's also winnable in Arizona uh, in week 18. That I could see them winning majority of those. There's not one game on that, you know, on that slate where it's just like, no, they're they're gonna lose. What is their morale looking like going into those games, though? Because think about it, they also thought, hey, we're a top it five. Does we're depend. gonna do this, right? And like look at that, like, like. Also, right, like, for example, a guy like Tyler Lockett who's not getting the ball, what's his morale going into the next game? What's this defense going into, you know, the next game, knowing that they couldn't, you know, they tried everything they could and their offense can, you know, help them out, right? Like, like it's just, I think it's, I think the team morale has really gone down and the narratives are piling up, right? Where's Russ going to go next year? Frustrations are looming. This yep. team is getting hit by that But a it's bit. been like that for us for a while now. Like, mm. if we really think about it, it's it's no, kind of last year, this but it's just, building up. It's built yeah, and, and the calls def- for Pete Carroll are building up. It's the yeah. I feel like for you, you mentioned for that decade in each, they had just two absolute stalwarts at the top. They had Russell Wilson, they had Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson might be leaving. Pete Carroll, everyone wants him fired. It's like, yeah, it's, see, those those two solidified dams are getting a little cracks in them, you know? Yep, exactly. That's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. one thing we can all agree though, they're 100% on the downswing. 
Like Definitely. we could see, yeah, we yeah, could, yeah. we said that we said this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we've said They're, this for a while. Yeah, of course. Be careful too to hand them wins against uh, Houston and in the Lions because uh, you've seen what yeah. that's that's done to teams like Buffalo and uh, teams like Tampa. Yeah, you can't, Bay you can't guarantee anything. I'm just saying. And Pittsburgh, who should have lost to Detroit, lucky. Team. Dude, what are you doing picking the Lions? Come on now. Yeah, he should have won that game. Don't even, don't even get me. Started no, both on that. teams that deserve was... to lose that game. That was anything. the worst. Detroit no one should have made the kick. That was no the, one deserved to win. Dude, that, that it, again, that's... I will. I will say this. Of course, he should have made the kick, but you should have known, dude. It's the Lions. It's Detroit. They don't make those. Hey, I've been on Jacksonville once, and it worked. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could do it with Detroit. Whatever. Do it man. again this week against the Niners. Hey, do it. Pick Detroit against your Browns, right? Maybe I'll drink some. I don't know. With uh, God, what's the guy's name? It's not even going to be Jared Goff. I don't. Tim think. Boyle. Tim Boyle. Wait, Tim... I didn't even know that. Wait, God, oh, Jared Goff has the fake oblique fan. injury. Oblique right? injury. He hasn't practiced. Fake fan. Probably going to be Boyle. If we lose to Tim Boyle, dude, that would be so. That would be like 2021 NFL in a nutshell. The Lions beating the Browns with Tim Boyle on their home field. What in that be being a Lions fan and and, and you, the one game you win all season is because Tim Boyle played. Hold up. That would. I'm sorry. I would on, laugh for on. a day straight if that. Maybe three. Knock days on straight. wood that we beat. What's Tim what's Boyle. what's worse? Going into a game with David Blau as your starting quarterback or Tim Boyle? Hey, David, David Blau, Blau almost won. Remember on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Watch out. Blau, Blau, albeit it is Chicago. But. You better watch out. <laughs> Tim Boyle's gonna come beat you now. <laughs> and now it's time for another segment of this fantasy football start sit we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. Uh, low key, we we've, we've been we've been killing it, and it's hey, low key uh, money. It's, Except it, me. One this for is two. crunch time for fantasy football. Fantasy football players uh, playoff starting in about three or four weeks. So you got to stack some dubs uh, and get into the playoffs. So we want to give you guys the best chance to do that, giving you players that you got to start. If they're in your lineup, you got to try and sit them down. If you can afford to, as always, a little disclaimer. Last week, some of our big hits, starting Michael Carter, sitting DJ Moore, uh, sitting Adam Thielen. We had some good calls last week. So starting week, Hunter Renfro. Can we starting Hunter some? Renfro. That was good. He beat me in a league. It sucked. I didn't like it. I was hoping <laughs> you were wrong. I, that's the one time I was hoping we were off. Uh, <laughs> but this week, we'll start it off. Uh, my fantasy start is David Montgomery. And while it may be like, okay, that's not a very surprising start, I feel like we have not heard a single thing out of anyone's mouth about David Montgomery uh, in the past couple of weeks, even though he came back uh, from injury, he was still partially hurt and he took about every single valuable touch uh, for the bears against the Steelers. And he's had a bye week uh, to get healthy in the week, right? When he came off the injured reserve, he had 13 carries compared to Khalil Herbert's four and two targets compared to Khalil Herbert's zero. And that was still, like I mentioned, he was still coming back from injury. Hadn't played in a couple of weeks. And now he's off coming off of a bye. He's facing Baltimore, 21st best matchup for fantasy running backs this season. And I think people forget he was a fringe running back one coming into the year. You got to make sure you're starting him. You fire him up in your lineup this week because David Montgomery's back. He'll be back for the rest of the season. And I think that last week he proved he's that bell cow guy that we were kind of worried uh, about once we saw Khalil Herbert break out after he got injured. Baltimore does have a pretty good run defense. So a little bit cause for a concern there, but I do agree with you on, you know, how much share he's going to get in the back in the backfield because Montgomery being back is very big for the Bears. My start of the week is actually going to be a guy you could potentially put in your flex spot. Um, that guy is Elijah Moore against Miami. And I'm assuming that Xavier Howard is going to be covering Corey Davis. So I think that's going to open up a good amount of looks for Elijah Moore against the worst pass defense in the NFL right now. I'm pretty sure when it comes to, you know, yards. 
So I think Elijah Moore has a big opportunity here, and I think he's going to take advantage of it. I'm going to go with Elijah Moore as my start. Yeah, Miami uh, worst pass defense didn't look so bad against Baltimore. No, the Jets. Hey, it's my did. little, it's my little, it's my little shot on them. <laughs> um, but uh, my start is gonna be uh, Derek Carr. And quick note on Dave Montgomery: I love Khalil Herbert. Sucks that you know he won't get me too. Touches, I mean, he, he was really good for a yeah, yeah, good six round pick. Hey, love to see it. But yeah, my start is gonna be Derek Carr. Uh, you know, again, I think I've said it on this pod a couple times and on our Instagram, how much he's really, you know, impressed me and won me over this year. Uh, you know, but again, you know, forget the stuff off the field. I'm talking about on the field. Um, you know, like I think he's, you know, a better start than, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers this week. Obviously you got guys like Stafford on by. So, you know, if you're kind of in that, you know, what, who do I go with? What's that quarterback that can have a good game on Sunday? Not maybe a guy that you want to keep every type of week. It's Derek Carr. He always, you know, again, he's going to throw the ball a lot. He, you know, again, I think he's top three in passing yards and he's second in yards per game. Uh, and he also uh, is going to throw against the Bengals secondary that let Baker Mayfield still drop 200 yards on 21 attempts. So um, I think this is, you know, a start for him. And again, maybe over like a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Again, if you have like, you know, a player on by, I think Derek Carr's worth a start. I think you, I think I might want to start the other uh, quarterback in that matchup. Chances are he's not on your waiver wire though. Uh, someone who is maybe is Ryan Tannehill, who I also think uh, could warrant a start this week. I feel like we have yet to see, how good of a week Ryan Tannehill can have because they're going to rely on him so much after Derrick Henry. And if it's going to be any of the weeks, it's this week against Houston. My sit this week is going to be Buffalo running back Zach Moss. A couple of weeks ago, just like Khalil Herbert looked like a pretty solid fantasy running back. Uh, the problem is Devin Singletary is back healthy uh, in his first week uh, coming off of injury. He took just about all the targets again, uh, and it proves that when, when Singletary is healthy, it is a complete committee in Buffalo. Uh, uh, Moss is just going to get the ball at the goal line. Like that's his only value right now. And even Matt Breida coming out and stealing touchdowns. Uh, you just cannot start Zach Moss. He was nice for a couple of weeks, but with Singletary healthy, the Buff Buffalo does not run the ball enough to warrant starting either of the members in this uh, committee. You guys might disagree with this. Might agree. My sit of the week is actually going to be Saquon Barkley on Monday night football. I don't like the matchup at all coming off injury going up against one of the best run, defense, run defenses in the NFL, one of the best run stuffers in the entire NFL in Vita Vea. Um, I just don't like the matchup here. I think the same goes for Devontae Booker. It's just whichever of them gets the most carries. I don't trust Giants running backs um, this week. And, you know, maybe there's some leverage for Saquon considering he's coming off injury. We don't know what we're going to get. I just don't like the matchup, though, and it's making me lean towards he's not going to be as effective as he could be. Hey, all I know is that Brady, when he plays the Giants, it's always a close game. And the Giants sometimes, I, I'm, I know not the Super Bowls, but even in the regular season, it's always close. Yeah, that was year, Eli so. Manning, not Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love both of them. I love both of them. Both are, you know, been my favorites. Uh, but my set of the week is, it's kind of surprising, I guess. It's going to be Amari Cooper. Uh, again, you know, there was a lot of back and forth coming into the year who would be the wide receiver one for this team. A lot of people were riding CD, right? They thought, okay, this is his year. A lot of people still stuck with no Amari still the better overall receiver. He's still going to get the most targets. I think it's safe to say that CD is just, I think he's just been, you know, better in this offense. And that's not saying he's better overall than Amari Cooper. Uh, I still think Amari is a better overall receiver, but, but uh, CD has kind of been the guy that's been most targeted. Maybe he gets, you know, less CB one matchups uh, and which is kind of true. Uh, but against the Kansas City Chiefs, again, I think they'll kind of, you know, put uh, maybe uh, Fenton on him and then they'll put Legarius Sneed on uh, a CD or maybe they'll put, I'm uh, sorry, Sneed on Cooper and Fenton on CD. And I think CD would have a better game as a result of that. So, you know, 
a potential sit and maybe, you know, a guy like Brandon cooks would be a better start. Just, you know, type those type of guys where it's like, okay, maybe you wouldn't start him over Cooper, but again, if you have to start him, you have to, like, I think I have to start him because I've got some bad matchups with other receivers on my team. So we'll see how it goes, but that's my sit. It is a pretty good matchup for Cooper though. Yeah. I mean, going against the chiefs, I think that's the the biggest over under this week is that chiefs Cowboys game. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might, I might still think about starting him, but definitely if, if you've got a league where, you know, an 18 league, 10 league. It's just, I don't know what I'm getting. That's why I like, you know. And they're on the road and you know how Mari Cooper plays on the road. Yeah. And Fenton <laughs> well, did good yeah, last week. It's not 2019, too. but you know, odd number of year, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you guys ready to get into picks? Let's do it. Yes. Wait, can we just recap how much I'm down by? So I know what You're I Can down, we also uh, recap so, who's in first? So yeah. So Shrigar's in first. Yes, He's sir. Got, yeah, then you got a two game gap and then fans and I are tied. And then you got a six game gap. And then, then Six? That's, God that's where you are. So you're eight games out of first. Six I see that it should be five if Detroit just, oh my God, dude. Just worth the Steelers it, that would make win. It four. That would have made it four. It would have been seven or oh, six. Four. Yeah, because you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, two games it doubles up. Right? It's not, though. It's I six. Hate I hate um, but congratulations so to Shrikari. took the lead. It was nice yes, being sir. in first for a couple of weeks. Got to get back on that horse, you know. Got a little too comfortable not picking as many upsets. And, of course, those are the weeks where NFL just decides – our game's going to make no sense. Uh, it's but crazier. It has been, it's been an absolutely crazy year, but we're going to start it off this week, a divisional matchup. One, I'm actually surprised how much slack the, the Vikings are getting in this game. It's a really close spread. Uh, Packers versus Vikings. Shrigar, as the new picks leader, you get to start us off. Who are you going with? If the Packers win this game, there's a chance that they might mathematically just outright win this division before we even hit December which is crazy. We knew they had, you know, the division in wraps long before this game, but if they win this, you know, they know what they're in for. And I know Minnesota got a huge win last week against the chargers that gave them some life, but they're not the type of team that I'm consistently picking on a weekly basis. The matchup was there for the Vikings last week. And that's why I think they won, but look at home against Aaron Rodgers, It's a much tougher game. I got to go with the Packers here. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll spare you. you go last. <laughs> Down in the cellar there. Uh, no. So I agree. I think Minnesota is a team that I will pick when the matchup favors that I almost did it against Baltimore. I was really close against the chargers. And if the matchup this week was a little bit better against the Packers, I might consider it. The problem is it, it's just not there. The Packers, uh, they really dominate NFC North play uh, as well as their defense has been on another level. It's been, com- it's been elite recently uh in the past month or so uh even without their two best players on defense and so i think this this defense is going to absolutely smother the run uh and then you're you're leaving kirk cousins to go out and beat aaron Rodgers, and that's just something i'm not going to bet on uh historically it, it's just not a trend that i think that you would fall in the nfl so i've got the packers winning this one and you're right sure they might mathematically win this division very soon so do you guys want to know kirk cousins record against aaron Rodgers? i'm curious Shrigar, you want to take a guess? No, I'm not going to take a guess. How many games? Tell us how many, how many games total. Seven. Yeah. Seven? Seven uh, games. One and six. Yeah, I, I don't think he's been very good. It's three, three, and one. Wow. 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 Dead so, even. Look, it, you know, say what you want about him, but he's won his fair shit. They're exactly even. Three, three, and one. So who are you taking? So, the Packers. It's it's at it's at Minnesota, right? You mm-hmm. need games. I you do get need back. games. I do need games. Can't lose anymore, though. <sighs> yeah, that is true. That is true. 
<sighs> I'm thinking about it. Like, okay, here's here's my reasoning for why I think Minnesota can win before I give like a pick because I, I think right now I'm still unsure. <laughs> but look, I think again, coming off a really good win against LA, right? They went all the way down there after a really tough loss to Baltimore, right? You can go over there, you get your things right. I mean, this is a team that's got some firepower, right? And I think, again, the Packers who have just been, you know, everyone says they're the least concerns. That's, hey, I've got them number one in my power rankings. But, you know, there's always that, you know, game that just slips out of your hands. And, again, Rodgers, who, with the toe injury, battling it a little bit, right? Vikings at home. <sighs> do I really want to do it? I It's a, a toss-up because I can't wait. I can't change my pick after this, after I make it. Is Unless Aaron Rodgers gets ruled out. Yeah, Devontae it, Adams gets ruled out. Or we need to have Kirk Cousins gets ruled out. Yeah, so like, do I want to go safe or do I want to risk it for the biscuit? I think you're. I think the whole point of picks is picking who you think is going to win. So, <laughs> which is why yeah. I'm so I'm so torn because like I, I think this is a really winnable game for Minnesota. Right? Anisha, I'm gonna be honest. You know what I'm happens in winnable games for you Minnesota? Think Aaron Rodgers will win. Hmm? You know what happens in winnable games for Minnesota? They miss yeah, game-winning they, field goals. Yeah, they're too inconsistent. And Mike are, Zimmer, which is why he's not been doing a great job this year. I mean, I can't bet against the guy that went to the best uh, public university in the world. I, I just can't do that. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess I got to go with the pack. Mm, yeah, I'll go with the pack. Final there answer. There it is. There it is. Final, Final answer. answer. I'm so torn. Can I come back to it at the end of picks? No. If I'm okay, at no? the end of picks, yes, you can. No, yeah, no, no, can. because then he knows. If we're differing on any other ones. All right, Johnny on the, the spot. Oh, that's true. That is true. Just pick All right, the who, who, Anish, who, who do you think is going to win? Like, right now, who do you think is going to win? Packers. And if the Vikings win, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. This is okay, what happened there's... with Carolina, Arizona last week. It's one game. You were, you were considering Carolina. Yeah, I was. Remember it before? I was like no. Panthers and uh, Detroit. Yeah, he was. At the he very was. end, I said, I said uh, just Detroit. Oh, I thought he you meant was. during picks. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I, the Packers, the Vikings definitely have a chance to win. It's just like, look at their track record. They're due yeah. for another one of those. I don't trust them on a consistent basis. It's just the thing. They're so In a toss-up game, it's just which, game, which team do you expect yeah. to blow it more? And you pick the other team. So our next yeah. game is actually going to be the Colts and the Bills. I'm going to start it off on this one. I, I, like I told Shrigar, I, I only wavered on a couple picks this week. This was not one of them. And it's actually, I'm going with the upset. I'm going to pick Indianapolis to beat. No, 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 no. Yeah, I stole your upset, didn't I? Uh, so, and here's why. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, you can come into this game, say they've got one of the best defenses in football, one of the best run defenses in football. Um, but the truth is they have not faced a true ground and pound rushing team this year. Um, and, and, regularly throughout the season, we've seen teams get beat up when they go against those tough running teams for the first time all year. We saw it happen uh, to the Jets when they played the Colts a couple weeks ago. We saw it happen to the Niners or the Rams when they played the Niners this week. I really, really, really think that Jonathan Taylor and this ground game, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago how, how like thin the Bills are uh, at the line of scrimmage and how really they've been getting overpowered. And I just think the Colts are going to do it again. Quiddy Pay and other big X factors had them, uh, I think it's, 12 or 16 pressures over the last two weeks. Uh, so I just think that the, the Colts are going to win this game in the trenches. It will come down though. And I, I really do think it comes down to the Colts have to score early, like on their first or second drive, because if they can get ahead of this bills team, I think it's game over from there. If the bills can get ahead, it's a little bit tougher to do, but I still, I have some faith in Carson Wentz and some faith in Michael Pittman to at least bring back a couple scores for Indianapolis, keep it close and get them to a place where they can run the ball. It's an it's a very interesting matchup. I I'd also I'd say the Bills offense 
against the Colts defense is I'd lean advantage Colts just because the style of the defense, the Colts run. Yep. I think it counters the bills offense perfectly, but here's the thing, the bills at home. I know they're looking at the Pats right now. And depending on tonight, what happens with this Pats Falcons game, this game could mean staying ahead in the division. I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to be motivated but also for the Colts, you know, it's a str- if you win this game, you make a very strong move in the AFC wildcard race. So, I mean, both teams are hungry. I just think Buffalo is going to want it a little more at home playing in front of the Buffalo faithful. I'm going to go with Buffalo here. I'm going to stick with my gut. But look, I think this is a bad matchup for the Bills, and I could definitely see the Colts taking this game. Anisha, I'm going to guess you're going with Indianapolis. Anyway. No, I'm not. All I'm right. going Buffalo. You only switched it because I picked it. No, I'm not. No, look, I'm just mad at the fact that you took them because now you're going to jinx them. I don't want you jinxing. Mm-hmm. Walk it to them. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. Okay, look, I had Buffalo. Remember I said, I think they're the three games that the Colts are going to be, you know, flip-flop, right? I believe it was the Pats, the Bucks, and the Bills. Those are the three that I think they need to win two out of the three. So, and honestly, right now, I'm kind of like not as confident because what you kind of mentioned too. I didn't even think about Quiddy pay as much as I should have. I think, you know, the bills have been very vulnerable in the trenches. And I think that was, was that one of our takeaways from that? It was close. It was almost mine a couple. Yeah. That's what I was. I thought you had mentioned that before, which is why I remember you saying that. So I was like, Hmm, that's, we both said it. Yeah. They're very vulnerable in the trenches. Look, and like last year too, because that's what we can just go off of. Indy played Buffalo really close in that wild card game. And I know it was with Phillip rivers, but (sighs) I'm actually currently writing uh, an article on Carson Wentz. So I've looked at his stats a little bit more and they've, they've been really, really good. You know, aside from the, the loss against Tennessee, they've been really good and they've been winning games that they should. They've been losing games that they should. So now they got to have that one win where it's like, they got to like, that's what I said, right? For them to make the playoffs, they got to win just a couple games that they weren't supposed to. Can this be the one? I, I just, right now I'm leaning though. Like, and here's what it comes down to. I trust Josh more than I trust Wentz. <laughs> I love both of them, but, you know, Joshua freaking Allen, you can't. It's hard to bet against that guy, and uh, I think the Bills need to make a statement. I'm 9-1 and one on Colts picks this year, and the one obviously was the Tennessee. Uh, just, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. Like, why, why do we do these two games, man? <laughs> They've been tearing me apart. It's like. It's a tough back and forth for you early. I'll give you an easy one. Ravens play the Bears this week. That's not easy. Back. That's not you don't that think easy. That's not easy. Bears played really well they against did. Pittsburgh. I'll, they I'll did. go first. I'll, I'll, say, I'll save you guys. I'll go first. Yeah. Look, if I'm Baltimore, I am I'm like physically just like sick after that game against the Dolphins. I mean, that was Lamar's also putrid. sick. Like literally, he's got a pray, prayers up to Lamar. Hopefully he's good to go. But yeah. I mean, I'm mad if I'm if I'm Baltimore and going into this game, you get a redemption opportunity against Chicago. Here's the thing. I think this is going to be another big game for Justin Fields. And the only thing I'm worried about for him in this game is the fact that the Ravens run a ton of cover zero and he is going to get blitzed almost every play. So if he can pick up the blitzes and he can really show that he can make the quick reads, accurate throws, I'd, I'd say the Bears have a great shot to win this game, especially in Chicago. <sighs> And he's coming off a bye. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore. It's just what my gut is telling me right now. I can't bet against Lamar. Can we get contingency if somehow Lamar can't go? Oh, obviously. I mean, well, yeah, but he's going to play. 
if he if he does play, he's, he's gonna. Uh, play. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore, but do not rule out Chicago in this game. What's the spread at? Because this isn't fair, dude. This this isn't fair. Why are these games so hard? It's like, Baltimore minus six and a half. So Chicago's easy. gonna cover. I had so many. I had so many one or two loss weeks. Like maybe okay. I'm starting to think that my my year last year was an anomaly. I, like I thought this was. I was just gonna roll in. You're Kyle thing. Shanahan. Man. <sighs> I'm going one. with Baltimore if it wasn't already obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you said an easy one, but look, uh, Chicago at home again, I, I don't think, you know, I thought Nagy called a really good game against Pittsburgh. I thought he called a really good game. Can you do it again against a Baltimore team that doesn't have Derek Wolf, by the way, they're just, their team is dropping like flies. And look, if they lose this game, man, it's like the AFC North. I mean, I've, as a Browns fan, my eyes wide, wide open wide. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to pick Baltimore. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Baltimore because, again, I trust Lamar more than I trust Fields right now. Also, with the fact that if they win this game, they'll ride in high, coming into Cleveland Sunday <laughs> night. And smack Baker Mayfield around the field. That's um, – <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, last time uh, the Browns played at Baltimore was Lamar's – it's still Lamar's worst statistical loss of his career, so. Yeah. No, so our next game uh, is Bengals, Raiders, one AFC. Another one. <laughs> Another one. I'm, I'm this one. I know who I'm going with here. Me too. I'm going with All the right. Bengals. I just feel Thanks. like we're in the midst of that Raiders collapse. Uh, and, and it should have happened a couple of weeks ago, except they had some uncharacteristic wins. After, and they really they responded well originally to all the chaos going on in their locker room. Uh, but I feel like this is the start of that fall that we see from the Raiders just over the last couple of years. I also think this is just a really good matchup for the Bengals. I think they'll be able to run and pass the ball at, at an efficient level. Um, and the Chiefs or the Raiders last week just could not handle the Chiefs firepower on offense. Well, good luck you're going against Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and Jamar Chase this week. In my opinion, I think just looking at the slate, this is the most impactful game to the playoff picture Probably. because the loser of if the loser of this game is on a three game losing streak and you drop a tiebreaker and you know we know how important that is in this wide open conference if you win this game though you're looking good for this stretch drive so i'm gonna go with cincinnati i also agree with jack i think we're in the middle of this raiders collapse you gotta wonder if you know they're just emotionally fried at this point and i it's really starting to seem like that especially after that chiefs game Tough to see him rebounding. I'm going to go with Bengals. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I got Cincinnati as well. I think uh, Raiders are kind of in the midst of just what are we? We're losing these games. It's like, you know, who do they turn to, right? They're just like, okay, we've had, you know, crucial off the field issue after off the field issue after off the field issue. And then now, you know, just football wise, it's just hard to rebound. I got Cincinnati. I think they just have more firepower and uh, also off a bye. And they're definitely angry about that Browns loss. I mean, to see the Browns get demolished like that and to see them demolish us, like, like, you know, Cincy like that, come on, we got to We got to be better. So that's, I think, how Cincy's looking at it. I got them. The the big kahuna game this week is one that we've been looking forward to for a couple weeks. It's Cowboys. It's the Chiefs. Shrikar, you start us off. Huge matchup. Best game of the week. Uh, Potential Super Bowl preview, maybe, potentially, who knows? Uh, it looks like the Chiefs are back. So this is a tough game for the Cowboys. I'm expecting a lot of points. Patrick Mahomes versus Dak Prescott, amazing QB battle right there. Raucous atmosphere. Um, we know we're in Arrowhead. I am ever so slightly leaning towards Dallas just because I feel like I have a better idea of what I know I can get from them. It's just who do I trust more at this point? 
I got to go with Dallas. And it's not saying I'm taking Mahomes over Dak. It's just I'm taking the Cowboys over the Chiefs. That's just all it is. Dak over Mahomes. Dak over Mahomes. My bad. I just, I just, I'm in on the Chiefs, but at the same time, I'm also in on the Cowboys just a little bit more. So I got to go with the Cowboys. If this game was next week, not this week, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to come in and take the Chiefs. I am also going with the Dallas Cowboys. And there's a couple of reasons why I think that the Cowboys offensive line has been performing at such a high clip recently. I think they'll be able to run the ball pretty effectively with both uh, Zeke and Pollard against the Chiefs defense. Also, the Cowboys corners already allow a ton of yards per game, but they make those couple plays that we've seen Mahomes be kind of privy to make this year. He, he's been more likely to throw that interception than in previous years. And, you, you know, Trevon Diggs got eight picks on the year. Anthony Brown and him are just allowing so many yards, and that's what the Chiefs are going to do. I just feel like when this game slows down and when it comes to those crucial moments, Dallas will make one more play a touchdown run, a touchdown, or, you know, a goal line stand, picking off Mahomes somewhere near the red zone. I just feel like it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. I definitely think it is. And I just feel like they're going to make that one extra play. And I can trust them just slightly more to make that one extra play. If this game came after, you know, one more Chiefs win and another time their defense played well, probably be more likely to pick Kansas City. Uh, But I just think it's a good matchup for Dallas. I've been trying to hide my smile ever since you picked it. I'm oh, with, I, and I had this pick coming in. I'm going with the Chiefs, and here's why. I think, look, this is this is just a game that you know Dallas Jerry Jones is like this is gonna be a hallmark win. You know he said that on uh, uh, on the Cowboys radio station. Look, you know in these big games, Dallas just they're always falling short somehow, and there, there's always like I, I just can't. I think for the Chiefs, right, this is a game that is just like, you know, it's a game that for them, it's like a storybook win, you know, a a team coming in hot and they just find a way to do it. And look, I feel like we're all anticipating a high scoring game just, you know, by our luck, by the NFL's, you know, NFL low scoring, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be like, you know, one extra play. And I just think Mahomes is going to make that one extra play. Like, I think, I think, I think if let's say the Chiefs go on this run, I want to say that the turning point of the entire season was that throw on third down against the yep. Packers. Yeah. I think that was yep. the entire I think that is and if they beat Dallas, I think I'm clear to say that. I mean, now I watched that live and I was like, my God, yep. I mean, this is only something a throw that he can make. You could see and it on I his face too. He just looked a lot more confident after that. They they're like, all right, Dallas, come in here and we're gonna show you who's but again, all the critical games that the Chiefs have really had, I, they've had at home. And I think like, you know, they've been able to make statements both ways right and i think this is one of those where i think they just make it you know favorable to them so i'm going with my homeboy i'm not going to yell his name because he's beat us twice now in the last what uh, like nine months so yeah but if this was sunday night football i would go with the chiefs i think that that, that the arrowhead prime time energy be that that extra bit of energy it's still going to be night. very still kind of in the night. Like, you know, sun's going down earlier. No, it definitely what, will. It just three twenty five because they're central time. So, yep. no, it's it's arrowhead. It's still going to be a crazy. Yeah. I know it is, but I, I don't know. Something I was about the Chiefs in those well, primetime though. matchups. I feel a lot yep. more confident in them. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys. It's a toss up. I definitely like I wanted to go with the Chiefs, but I just think it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. Unfortunately, the primetime game we are getting this week is Steelers <laughs> oh, versus boy. Chargers. I don't understand why they haven't flexed. Either like any of these games, even Seahawks. Cardinals. Oh, look, the Steelers are five, three, and one. So you know, like they're not. But Big Ben's probably not. Gonna what play. an like, amazing like, game! Big Ben probably not going to play. I think the Chargers win this game anyways. My takeaway, uh, if it wasn't the Seahawks won this please, week, it's Char- be this- please, 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 
please win. Please. I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired of seeing Pittsburgh just get <sighs> dude. I don't think Pittsburgh gets lucky this week. Uh, I think the Chargers win. They're a better team than the Lions. Uh, and you, obviously, you saw the game last week. Please. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Let me let me tell you. Uh, got quite the matchup here. The Steelers, who have absolutely no offense on planet Earth, going against the worst run defense. Uh, the Chargers' defense is underperforming. It's been so disappointing. It's horrible. So a bad offense against a bad defense you know who i'm going to go in this case i'm going with the better qb so i'm gonna go with justin herbert over big ben and mason rudolph whoever's going to start for the steelers i'm going with the chargers here god i hate pittsburgh they're gonna find a way i know they're gonna find some stupid way to it's dwayne haskins you already know make this close no stop it with the better don't even get me like dude i might as well just pick them because i have the worst picks and they'll jinx them but, like, I mean, come on. How? How are they still doing that? I mean, like. Keep in it mind, just... it's going to be a Steeler home game. Yeah, which is so dumb. I mean, like, <laughs> they're going to find. I know they're going to find a way to make this game close. Like, if, if the spread is, like, plus five or if it's five points or more, I'm taking the Steelers spread. No, like, no way. Uh, that's an easy bet for anyone out there. But, look, I got to go with the team that I think is going to win and should win, Right. But like this, I mean, the Steelers team, right? They just find different ways to win. But I think no Ben, I think that's still going to be the demise of them. I'm really hoping Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers, but please just please win. You you really need some of the AFC North teams to start losing. You can't afford Baltimore, <laughs> Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati to all win this week. If the, please, I'm, I'm a Bears I'm a Raiders and I'm a Chargers. Yeah. And Bears. all the rest of America and anyone watching this podcast is a Lions fan this week. <laughs> Definitely are. This is, this is honestly one of the better slates we've had in recent weeks. Yeah, There's sure. some great games. I'm definitely excited and hopefully things to start uh, bouncing back a little bit in picks. Yeah, let's knock some... on wood that the Browns can beat Tim Boyle. I don't know. Tim Boyle sounds like sounds like a cult. With how much you knock on wood, I don't know if that's working anymore. No, no, it could be something else. So I think it's because you're only knocking twice. You're supposed to knock three times. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. I did it last week, and I realized I didn't knock on wood. I knocked on plastic. What are you thinking? (laughs) Okay, so now now (laughs) Browns fans can focus. They they know where the problem actually lies. It's not Baker's fault. It's your my bad. Hey, (laughs) that's on me. The plastic. Because two weeks ago, when we did it, I did it on this this table, and it was wood, and they won. So I knocked on wood. We'll be fine. Well, now that plastic you put it gate. out there, it's nullified. Nah, nah, we'll be fine. Nah, nah. you ruined the jinxing. Uh, he's that's a, he's, all we he's got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Say it every week. If you want to go vote for some of those picks, they're in our Instagram. We also might do some fantasy polls there. Leave comments if you're on YouTube or, or hit the like button. Let us know who you're picking in this Dallas versus Kansas City game, who you got, fantasy football start sit questions going into that playoff stretch almost. Uh, and if you're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those other spots, as usual, please consider liking the show, subscribing, leaving a five-star review if you so decide to. But that's all we got for you guys. We'll be back next week to talk probably about this Dallas and Kansas City game because it's going to be a doozy. But that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.